Welcome to Intuitate Radio, Relationship Insight with an Intuitive Twist. I'm your host, medium and intuitive, Marissa Liza Pell, connectionbeyond.com if you want to get a hold of me. But this is Intuitate Radio, so we are exploring love, relationships, all things hearts and flowers and fields because we're in a fantasy world here at Intuitate Radio. Right, Yona? Yes, we are. Yona was here last week. She is our feng shui expert and energy fields clearing practitioner. What does that mean? Okay. Um, but and keep it quick, because I know you're, okay. you're long-winded. So we are human beings living in this physical reality that we manifested. So we're here. Uh, but there's so much going around that we don't even see with the eye. We are inter- and interdimensional beings. And energy fields clearing is the work that I provide to people who want to define and focus in their lives and feel that something is going on and they're not sure what it is. And everybody can use an energy fields clearing uh, session, but there are people who desperately need it. For instance, Drama Donna, who was here on the last show. When I saw her last time several months ago, she had a very uh, murky and not healthy aura, and I thought, I have to stay away from her. Today I saw her (laughs) because I'm empathetic and I didn't want to absorb that, Mm. but today I saw her and the aura was clear and wide and pink and healthy, and that's part of what we're talking about in energy fields. So it attracts what you put out, right? So you're magnetizing. Well, you have a field around you that's almost like a mesh, a net that puts out information and allows you to release and also Mm -hmm. takes in. So we have to keep that mesh very clean and clear. And by the way, my website is whitedovefs, as in feng shui, whitedove.com. Look me up. Look at my services. Read all about energy clearing and feng shui. Mm. Whitedove. FS.com. Correct. Okay. Not whiteduffengshui.com. Correct. Okay. So just abbreviate it. Yes. Okay. And you can also get in touch with Yona through my website, connectionbeyond.com, and call her office and they know how to get in touch with her because she's one of our readers. She's one of our mediums and intuitives too. So she's connected here. And not only do we have Yona, who's going to talk about how to feng shui, tips on feng shui in your bedroom for relationship success today. Yeah. Right. We also have Corinne, who has been on our show before. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and she uh, she is the night show and afternoon show host mm-hmm. at PST, which is our sister station. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's young. I'm mm-hmm. very young. Very young, 20s, but yet. Yeah. And adorable. And adorable. Oh, stop that. I have no makeup on. I'm all <laughs> Yeah, you're adorable. You're a natural beauty. Oh, goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. But she's Every been through a that. lot. She's been through a lot. <laughs> this, this young girl has been through the ringer mm-hmm. and she's meeting guy after guy after guy she wants a relationship but she's attracted to the bad guys and the good guys are boring and we try to read her every time and last time she was on kimberly seltzer who's coming on middle of the show she's a image consultant from los angeles california and she really wanted to work with you mm-hmm. so she's going to follow up with you today and ask you how you've oh, been goodness. this is crazy so i think we have a lot of work we need to do with you number one we mm-hmm. need to psychically look at what's going on which is my job mm-hmm. number two we need to figure out a solution because if i just tell you hey corinne this is what's going on with you you're going to still walk out and do the same stuff over yeah. and over again and you're going to say come back and we Another story come on, yeah. come. I'm coming on the night show and you're going to say, can you read this guy for me? Can you read that? I'm like, yeah. well, it's the same story over and over again. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out a solution. So we have on the physical end, we've got, you know, Kimberly. And on the energetic end, we have Yona. So we've got a powerhouse team here today. And then we got Stu to just reflect what's going on. So, of course. <laughs> so we're going to really delve deeply into you today 
And I know it's going to be all about you, Corinne. Which I, I love know that. You like, we all know that. No. Which you're a Leo, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so Leos like to be in the spotlight. Okay. And they like to, you know, the attention. But big heart. You can have a big heart, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and sensitive. She's a very sensitive person. So we got we to gotta get you to come to first a mental shift. Because if you're still having the same beliefs and the same stuff going on in your mind, you're outputting that energy and magnetizing. So Yona is going to be here to tell us how to correct it. Okay. This is going to be great. So we're, we got to get down to the bare minimum. We got to take off our clothes. We got to get naked here today. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, poor Stu. <laughs> Stu, you're in a relationship. We can't take yeah, off that, our clothes in front of you. That wouldn't go over well. Yeah. No. You're going to say, hey, I was just producing. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. It's not his show. It's yours. We right, can do so whatever we can get we naked want. if we want, Stu. That is true. I'm taking my sneakers off right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get, let's get to you, Yona. I want to know about these tips that you can use to feng shui your bedroom. Now, what does this do? I mean, if you if you have a feng shui person come into your house and they feng shui the bedroom, how does this positively affect your relationship life and your love life? It's all about energy. Energy affects your chemistry. It affects your psychology. It affects your habits, how you think, how you behave, what you do about those things. So we encompass the entire, we're going to call it the egg Ooh, pun intended, egg right. in a bedroom. Um, so therefore... <laughs> Hard-boiled. And you know, I had a client many years ago uh, that I actually recommended that she buy uh, those crystal uh, glass, pretty uh, colorful glass egg-shaped eggs, and I had her put it in a beautiful little antique container, put two of them on her side of the bureau. Uh, and this was not for pregnancy reasons, but it did seem to have some psychological effect on her husband and things got better in the bedroom, but for a lot of other reasons as well. But that's one of those visual things that psychologically deeply affects you. So feng shui is a work, a type of tool that we use to help people to thrive more so than just surviving in their lives, but to thrive, to become empowered, and to find a way to create a mindfulness about who they are, who they want to be, what they desire, and how they use their space. So why feng shui your bedroom for relationship reasons? Well, here we go. So you're a single person, and you're starting to look around, and you're pretty sure that you know yourself well enough that you're ready for a life mate. Right. How do you balance the energies of that in the bedroom? Two hints. The night tables should be matching night tables. What you put under the bed, God forbid you have any storage under the bed, other than maybe a cat or your slippers. Get rid of the storage. If your bed is not on legs, on legs up above the floor, I, I say think about changing that bed. The bed frame, metal, wood, uh, fabric, that has an effect also on relationships. So we're going to go into fine-tuning just attracting a healthy relationship into the bedroom. Yeah, what do you do? You start looking at what you have, what artwork you have, what colors you have in the bedroom, and what fabric, the the sensations to the touch, the carpeting, the framing of the bed. If you have a metal frame headboard or you don't have a headboard, that could be a problem for you. Now, when I go into a consultation, I need to know your astrological chart, and I don't do Western astrology. I'm trained in the nine-star key, which is Asian astrology. Mm. And I look at the chart, and I look at who you are energetically as personality, your emotional character, and then who you are, who you choose to be looked at, and how you look to others outside of your life. And that's part of the effect that you have on who you're attracting. 
So if your feng shui in your bedroom is not proper, this could really affect your relationships, what you're saying. Absolutely. That's the heart of uh, relationships. That's the heart of mating, coupled in partnership. Well, what about you? You've been in my house. You feng shui my house several times. I've moved my bedroom <laughs> like five times already. Yeah, but you're an odd one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you don't belong in that space. You yeah, don't belong in that. What condo. am I going to do? I'm going to fly out into the astral plane. No, you're going to uh, list it, sell it, rent it out, and get the hell out of there. Yeah. We've done a lot. We've We've done done all we can. We've done all we can. But so does that mean I'm just, you know, I can't have the relationship I want until I move out? No, it does not. It only means that while you're in a relationship, there's going to be difficulty for you because you don't have a choice of a better bedroom than what you're in now. Mm. And it's just not laid out well for you. And the doors, you have double doors that are not French doors. That's, yeah. that's not good. Okay. That's confusion. That That's an energy that confuses what's going and attracting into the bedroom. Okay. Now, Corinne, what does your bedroom look like? What color is it? Um, it's like a white, it's like a cream, the walls. Yeah. And then I have, my bed is uh, a nice green and tan. It doesn't match, nothing matches. And, um, and then the bed sheets are like teal and brown. <laughs> are you living at home with uh, parents? You no, have your own I live, space? I have my own space with my roommate. Okay. Is your roommate male or female? Female. Does she have her own bedroom? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what kind of headboard do you have? Uh, wooden. It's like a sleigh bed. Do you have the sleigh bed part of the footboard? Yes. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. It's it, not like... It's a straight... It's straight up. I'm sorry. Okay. OMG. Okay, yeah. that's good. Okay. Sorry. That feels better to me. Oh, okay. So I'm intuitively trying to see your space right now. Okay. So are you looking for a relationship that could be maybe permanent? Or do yeah. you want to just have some fun and be in love for a while and enjoy it for a while? No, I get too emotionally attached. So if I were to have love for just a little while, I would get way too attached and then once it's done i wouldn't be happy so i would want something that's prolonged something that's forever who lives on who lives beneath your space are you the first floor yeah okay who lives above i don't know some crazy people but i assume if it's an apartment or condo townhouse they have the same layout as you yeah yeah yeah. okay they're crazy okay (laughs) all right sorry i really i don't like the tan Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that you are ready energetically for the serious permanent relationship right now. So I'm picking up. So how do we stabilize her? Well, she really needs an energy fields clearing. Yeah, no, we know There's, that. Okay, we know that. There's so, a lot on her aura. Yeah, she's um, unfortunately you're you're holding on to a lot of what we call the past life ghost um, sh- sharp little. I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe it. I'm using my hands, but yeah. the other hands can't see it. There are some fields that are really blocked right now, and uh, you have some stuff going on in the chakras that are drained, mm-hmm. and we need to reactivate them and, you know, balance you out. Okay. So I think that's the first step, because if not, you're going to keep doing the same thing and attracting the same magnetically, attracting the same type of guy. Mm-hmm. And that's been happening, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of crazies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're what, fun. What happened? Are you still talking to that guy out in wherever he is, Massachusetts? Oh, yeah. He called me today. Yeah. I told him I was meeting with you. And what did he say? He's not happy about that, I'm sure. Oh, no, he's fine. He just laughed and said that he's a pervert. Joking. So he he admitted that he's a pervert. Not like a pervert, but he's he's dirty. Joking. (laughs) Like, I I compared him to Christian Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey. But anyways. I would say that's a little kinky there. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, he listened to the show when we talked about him, and was he okay with everything that that came out? Yeah, he's not a big... uh, He's not someone that takes everything to heart, so he just took it as like... You know, it is what it is. And 
whatever. I, I guess he didn't really take anything from it. I think he just didn't care. He was like, yeah. whatever. So where are you at with this relationship now? With him? I mean, I'm just, I'm not taking it seriously at all, honestly, because okay. he's taking it really seriously. And he like is infatuated with me. And I'm just like, this is a joke because you live five hours away from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still kind of attached to my old boyfriend. Okay. So it's like, there's, uh-huh. there's really nothing that's going to, I mean, it's not going to, nothing's going to happen. I have something to say. What? So you're attached to your old boyfriend. So did your boyfriend used to spend time on this mattress in this bedroom in the bed that you have now? Yeah. Okay. okay hold on. But I, that's interesting. That's interesting. We're yeah. going to find out what that means. On the line, we have Kimberly Seltzer. She is a dating and makeover expert. She is she is a Huffington Post blogger, speaker, radio show host, and she's encouraging you to live your life with confidence out of Los Angeles, California. She's been on Fox News. Uh, she writes for Cosmo, Your Tango, Yahoo, all sorts of stuff. Are you there, Kimberly? I am here. Hi. Hi. I'm looking at you on Twitter, and I love your purple dress there. Uh- yeah, that's very yeah. nice. So It's all about the dress. It is. <laughs> so we've connected before. You've been on Intuitate Radio. You've talked to Corinne before. And I did the night show uh, this week. And we've realized that not only has she not made progress, but she oh, no. is kind of a little bit miserable with how things are going in her love life right now. Right, Corinne? With my whole life. With your whole life. My love life. My oh, life oh. right now is just like, a bomb went off. Bye. Like that's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, w- I was so happy that um, you wanted me on again because I was curious what happened. Well, so what's the latest? I found a guy. I dated him for about not long, probably about like three months, and then. Um, she wasn't happy about. No, she no. didn't like him uh, for whatever reason, and she was. I don't know. He just he failed. He ended up still talking to his ex girlfriend. <laughs> he failed. He was really bad with money. He wasn't really responsible. Right now, he's in jail. Oh, for what? For two, I guess, warrants out for his arrest. For what? But I guess there's like a huge twist, a plot twist. I guess one of his friends was using his ID and his name for something, and they caught him. So like one of his warrants isn't really his. It's weird. I don't really care. I don't know. But why would you call me? He called me out of everybody. He has talked to his mom, his brothers, no one, just me. Why? 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 So are you are you done with him? No, I'm a friend of his. I mean, I'm not going to just stop. I, I'm not that person to stop talking to somebody because they're in a hard time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you mess like mess with me, I, I feel like if you're down, I can still help you out. You know, I just I have sympathy. I, have, I feel bad or whatever I can do to help because I've been in a really bad spot in the last like month and I've had a lot of people help me out and I'm blessed. So I feel like I should return the favor by doing that for somebody else. So is it just your love life that's a problem right now or just how you feel in general? How I feel in general. Yeah. How are you feeling? Trapped. Mm-hmm. I feel hot mess. I yeah. feel like I'm trapped in my own home because my cat, messy things with my cat. I had to get rid of my cat because of it. You know, with the whole thing of my ex and then my car breaking. Well, who's your, the one that is in jail, is that technically your ex or is there another ex that you were talking about before the break that you're still kind of in love with? That was, cl- that was him. The one that's <laughs> in jail. Yeah. Okay. So, but you only dated him for three months. Yeah, not long, but it was like something that we, you know. You fell for him. Yeah, we both. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. So did you leave him? We actually didn't even leave each other. We fought one night at a bar. It was stupid. And then the next day I found on his social media, him with his ex-girlfriend. What did you find? He wrote a 
he took a picture of her and the caption said gorgeous how does mm. that supposed to make me feel yeah so and did you uh, confront this oh i confronted it oh well we didn't talk for two weeks i refused yeah. to talk to him i was like i'm not dealing with you whatever he didn't try reaching out to me and whenever he did it was just to pick up his clothes yeah that was about it and uh finally i saw him on my birthday he ended up going to the bar and showing up on my birthday mm -hmm. and i was very disappointed i was you know hysterical yelled at him screamed at him and um i guess his ex-girlfriend has a boyfriend it was just because his dog had passed away he needed to tell her because that was like their dog i guess mm -hmm. i don't i don't know and uh whatever so He's been acting foolish, though, doing things like money, like poor with money, things of substance, like things that aren't just okay. So bad energy. So you've started dating somebody or talking to somebody else, right? I've kept my options open. Yeah. I mean, once him and I broke up, I had a lot of guys asking to take me out. Mm -hmm. Some psycho, some not. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not attracted to the to the ones. The, the good ones are boring right now to you in the state that you're in. Oh you would God, say. So boring. Yeah. Like, stop talking to me. But yet you don't want the bad ones. So you're in limbo. Oh, I'm in huge limbo. Yeah. So Yona is here. She's also our feng shui practitioner. And so she knows about energy and this pattern. So I want to hear from Kimberly. But I also, Yona, you can feel free to jump in. And I could psychically jump in. But we want to try to figure out a, some sort of solution today to give you to move forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Kimberly, what would you say from listening to this is going on? Yeah. Well, and I think I remember this from last time, Corinne, that, you know, we talked about kind of the addiction to the drama, so to speak. And I, and if I seem to remember right, there was also some, you know, stuff in the past with your family that, mm -hmm. that your upbringing and how that's kind of impacting you right now. Yeah. So the addiction piece kind of keeps coming up, right? So yeah, you're bored when there's no adrenaline rush and drama yet you don't want it. And I think there's also attachment to whether or not you feel you deserve something else because of the messages you got early on. So I don't know. I mean, right off the top of my head, especially since you're saying this is impacting your entire life, is to take a dating fast. Which is like just no men for a while. No men. Oh, I man. I don't think really she could do it. No. She can do I, it. And I, I think but this she, got brought up last time, but I really think by you filling yourself up first mm -hmm. and foremost and getting kind of your stuff in order is going to be the key to changing. Now, if you like where you're at, then keep doing what you're doing. Oh, hells no. Oh, no. I hate where I'm at right now. <laughs> so. So it's like the hamster in the in the wheel, you know, like you you just keep going like you're doing this what is this, doing the same thing over and over again? It's insanity and you're it, this is awful place. So I would literally just scratch all these guys right now and really focus on you and do things to fill yourself up. What makes you happy? Like what makes you happy besides guys? Oh, I don't know. I used to like to party, but I'm done drinking for a long time. So I don't know um what makes me happy. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. I don't do this anything. Is, this is my whole point. Like, I, like, that's where I would start with you is to really help you find things that, you know, will make you happy and fill yourself up and like hobbies and, and get your body moving and, and friendships that are healthy and a living environment. And I'm interested in hearing the other expert on the line about that, that, you know, really makes you happy i think that's really the key otherwise you're going to keep attracting these guys in 
I agree with you. This is Yona. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, nice uh, to meet you. Uh, thank you. Uh, you too. And I agree with you what you're saying about her finding something for herself to fill her up. So the filling up she's talking about are actions, activities that you're going mm-hmm. to need to experiment, find a few things that, you know, try them out. I mean, who knows? It could be bowling and you might join a league. It could be rock climbing. It could be finding geodes, you know, or you need to find hobbies for yourself because when you are trying to fill up the holes with relationships and the energy fields are constantly pulling and tugging at you and draining you, that's what's going to happen, the same thing over and over again. And that's what we're all saying, basically. It's easy for us to say that. It's, very, it's going to be a hard thing for you to relearn your habits and relearn your actions. But that's what life is about, the hard stuff, the easy stuff, the ups and the downs. You've had enough downs. You're ready for some ups now. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. And the men can't do that for you. When you're whole and you're somewhat happy and you have some self-contentment, you'll start attracting people into your field that are looking for that and also have some self-contentment. And that's the kind of partner you need and you'll want. And they won't be boring because you're not going to attract boring people. <laughs> right. I mean, do you feel that you can really take a fast from men for three months? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, when I did take a fast from guys, I worked out every day. You I did better. I was really yeah. good. I didn't drink on weekend, yeah. like weekdays. I only drank, drank like once, oh, like three times a month, which is nothing yeah. compared to what how I've been with my friends partying yeah. and yeah. So it's and it, that has an effect if you're drinking a lot. That yeah, has a it does effect with how your anxiety is, feeling depressed, my body, everything yeah. is just a mess. So. Yeah. I'm quitting that. And also, it's like, I just got to really get back into a routine that's healthy, not something that's all about going out 24-7 and spending a lot of money. I need to start saving. And yeah. um, you know what I mean? Change that to, I want to start saving. Okay. I want to start <laughs> right. saving. I want to work out some more. I, I want. want to stop drinking. That's a very powerful psychological tool for yourself to use. Watch your languaging because you're feeding into the bad habits with your own languaging. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel that like... Is, oh, go ahead, Kimberly. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that is so true. I actually tell people to talk in the present. Like, I am going... I am working out today. Like, I would even do things... Do it the future, but also do things in the present. Corinne is the host of our sister station, 94.5 WPST, the night show and the afternoon show. So you are like up and coming as far as your career things are going well right in that area yeah so you're happy with that yeah no everything's good in my career everything's great i should have focused more on it and stopped being such an idiot why why are you being an idiot because i just i don't know going out partying all the time isn't a good idea so is that affecting your career do you think it could down the line if i don't if i don't smarten up but again we talked about talking about in the present and that I am going to smarten up or I am going to stop drinking or I am going to, you know, focus on my career and, and less on drinking. You know what I mean? Or going out partying per se. It's less the drinking. The drinking's just there. It's my friends and going out in the atmosphere. The I environment. Could, yeah. I gotta yeah. Well, it all goes along with alcohol. That's yeah. the, the yeah. intoxicating environment that's all together. You might have to take an alcohol fast for 90 days. I would love to. Yeah. No, I am going to. You might, yeah. <laughs> you know? I have to. The reason I asked about your career is that, like, that's a healthy piece of your life right now. Like, it sounds like things are are going well, and it's like focusing on that and filling your calendar up. I usually create like a social plan for people 
when it comes to, especially when there's a dating fast, and when you don't focus on the guys and you focus on yourself and social events, it's really powerful. So I would like look for different things that are going on that maybe isn't related to alcohol. Because you're right, it's like what we're all saying, the alcohol and guys, it's kind of, it's being used is the same way. Yeah, it's, it's an addiction. addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the, and it's the numbing, you know, that yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. So like doing healthy things like, you know, I don't know if you like to bike ride or, you know, finding groups or running marathons or, you know, different things that you'll meet other people who have a healthier lifestyle because that also will help you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Now, you're, it's funny because you're connected here. I'm on your website. You're connected to Michael yeah. Fiore. Yeah. 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 I write for um, Digital Romance. Oh, wow. That's his site. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of Michael? You know, I haven't actually met him, ironically. I just, you know, because we are in the same circle, but I know he, he's very well respected and has a lot of great information. Yeah. We've had Claire Casey on a couple times on the air, and she's also connected to Michael mm. as well. But he talks about how to get like men addicted to you and how to get the (laughs) ex-boyfriend back and text your ex back. And he's got a lot of like solution based products out there, right? He does. He definitely does. How do you feel about uh, like kind of a structured way to like get a guy to commit to you and like all those ways? Do you feel like there's a formula to it? Yeah, it's so funny because I just talked on another podcast about that very issue. I think that that is something like a theme lately because people are just going through relationships like it's water, like just, right. you know, and it's, it's so fluid. Now. Well, here's my thing. My overall theory is that there's three kind of phases in dating. And I don't know if I talked about this before, but people talk about phases in relationships, but they don't talk about that in dating. And what I find is where people are strong in one phase, they fall short in another. So Like if you look at the first phase, which is the courting phase, it's the fun, it's getting the guy, getting the girl, it's it's kind of that, you know, the newness of it all. Um, A lot of times people call it a game. I don't like to call it a game. It's just human nature of how, you know, when it comes to attraction. Then the second phase is just pure dating. That's where you're dating somebody for a period of time. Maybe you're not committed, but mm, it's been three months, you like this guy. You want to see if it moves into the third phase, which is the relationship. What I find is that people who, let's say, are like the relationship people, they go into the courting phase as the relationship person. And it's too much, too soon, too fast. It's not sexy. It's mothering often. And same thing for like people who are all about the fun and the courting. Then when it gets into any kind of commitment or relationship, that gets scary. And either there's self-sabotage or they run. Right. So when, when you talk about keeping attraction going or keeping the guy, so to speak, you have to see where your strengths and weaknesses are in each of those phases, you know, first and address what's happening. So my, my formula is that once you figure that out and like with Corinne, you know, we've already figured out there's some things attached to the addiction piece and her not for some reason feeling like deserving of a healthier relationship right now. So once she figures that out, then if she attracts that healthier guy and I think communication, you know, is key and keeping things going because we're so quick to just dismiss things if things go bad. Like one little thing goes bad and uh, what's next? Like that's our generation, especially right now. Well, yeah, I have to agree so, with you, Kimberly, on the uh, the phases of the relationship. I find, and I didn't know that this had some any context of what was going on, but I wish you were on our last show 
We have Donna Drama. We've been following her love life for six months, and she got back together with her ex-boyfriend. And they dated three years ago. And at that point, she broke up with him. She had the control of the relationship, but she was very bossy and controlling. Well, this time around, it switched 360. And for the last six months, she didn't have a commitment. So they were like together all the time, seeing each other five days a week. But he would not give her that I'm your boyfriend sort of situation. Mm -hmm. So why do you think men in their 30s get caught up with labels and defining and all that stuff? See, I don't know if I, we can really just say, well, it's men in their 30s. Like, again, I think it has to do with his history and what he's bringing to the table as a person. Like, I, I just think that overall labels and commitment is getting scarier for people. And, and I'm, we're seeing it like, you know, happen younger and younger, where now people aren't even dating. They're just hanging out and seeing who yeah. comes up. Yeah, right? it's really like they're frustrating. They're not even dating anymore. <laughs> and there was an interesting article that was out that was saying that actually the, the people in their 20s and, and early 30s want that old courtship back and want to have that. They just don't know even how to get there and what that looks like at all. So it's really kind of pulling in the reins and figuring out just some of the societal things that are going on, but also what's going on with that particular person and their upbringing. Right. Well, you know, when you're saying the three phases, like I find myself like I know Mm -hmm. during the first initial phase, I know exactly what to do to get, you know, get that first phase complete. Like I know exactly what to do. You know, you don't call the guy too much. You you know, he's Mm -hmm. the one who asks and and you get to that point, you get that commitment uh, and you get that relationship. But then as far as that middle phase, not good. No. I just, I know what to do up until that point, but like keeping the attraction going, you know, when, when people fall into the routine, I get afraid because it gets boring. You know what I mean? There's like so many things in that middle phase that like a lot of those books talk about getting the guy, but not about keeping them. That that's the part, the real relationship part is where I know a lot of women in, in my position, some of them have trouble with the first part, but I don't have trouble with the first part. I do. You do. I could tell you exactly what to do. It's so easy, you know, but it's sustaining a relationship mm-hmm. from that middle part to the full on like life commitment. That oh third phase. Oh my God, that's huge. Well, like, yeah. I've actually done a lot of articles and podcasts lately about with couples, like how to date your partner again to that point. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get to that. People that, get lazy. Um, yeah. That complacency that you almost like take each other <laughs> for advantage. You forgot what attracted you to that person in the first place. And. Um, again, keeping it going, the communication, compliment, and listening are the three keys, I find, in keeping attraction going. Um, yes. Uh, uh, Stacey, I've been married. write that down. Communication, compliment. Write that down for me, Yona. Communication, compliments, compliments, and listening. And listen. I've because been married. If you think about it, that, that encompasses a lot, and, and people stop doing it. Yes. Mm. Not me, though. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have been married to the same man. I'm still in love with the guy. What's wrong with me? Same man. What's right with you? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Marissa's met him. He's a very powerful human being. Um, Very, very powerful. We are together and for 36 years, married for 34. Uh, The courtship was hot, sizzling, and lasted six years. Kim, I have a question. So my biggest issue with dating is the very beginning stage of meeting somebody, deciding to go on dates getting to know that person, whether or not you should be hooking up with them or not sexually. Also, the whole, you know, 
what you should and shouldn't be doing. Like, he shouldn't be sleeping over. He shouldn't be hanging out late at night. He should just be going on certain dates at certain specific times. There shouldn't be texting 24-7. There shouldn't be any kind of creepy social media going on. Like, I, I have a really tough time in the very beginning stage because I'm constantly trying to wonder what that other person is thinking on whether or not it should ever become serious, if I'm getting too quickly involved, if my emotions are too much, and I end up either scaring that person away or I end up dating really fast. So I don't really know. Yes, yes, that's a great question. And I'm so happy you posed it that way because it also indicates to me where things, how things are happening for you and why you're taking in these guys that are not good for you. The overall thing that I, the theme that I hear as you're talking is that you're so focused on what they want and not what you want. Do you oh, hear that? She's not the director. She's got to be the director and not in the play. Yeah. Yeah, like you're so focused like, well, I don't know what's right. Like if I if I need to keep it going, like what does he want? Should I go to like you're so focused on how to get him. It's him 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 him. I want you to take a step back and say, you know, F it. What do I want? for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. Is this making me comfortable? Do I want sex right now? Mm -hmm. Do I want him to earn me? I mean, I think that's the overall thing. Mm -hmm. And I would say this is just a global rule is let guys earn you ladies. Like mm -hmm. that is the biggest takeaway. We're giving ourselves away too much. And when we offer too much, especially in the beginning, that's when we attract the narcissist. That's when we attract the codependence because we're really good for them, right? We feed their ego. We stroke them. We do everything for them. But mm -hmm. are you paying attention to what they're doing for you? And you need to demand that reciprocity. But it starts with, going back to what we said originally, you feeling like you deserve it, so that when you have that attitude, it's all going to become clear. So when to have sex, when to text, the social media thing is all going to make sense to you because it's going to come from a place of what you want rather than what's good for the guy. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it makes complete sense because this whole time I'm like, oh, am I not, you know, because everyone calls it, especially in my my age group, they're all saying it's the yeah. hooking up phase. It's like, you know what I right. mean? Like, whatever, you're talking, you're hooking up with somebody. Why does hooking up have to deal with sexual things? Why can't it just be like hooking up, meaning like hanging out all the time or whatever mm -hmm. it may be? Why I feel like everyone now is all about hooking up in the beginning so you know what they're like in bed and then like dealing with them emotionally, whatever else. Listen to the word hook, hooking up. It's like you are the fish, they're the bait, and then they hook you and then you get the pain and the blood of having a hook in you. So, oh, <laughs> you know? so yeah. I mean, that's harsh languaging. And that's what's happening, I think, for you young people nowadays. Mm -hmm. And so, like, think of the psychological meaning of the words hooking up. It's fast. It's furious. It's painful. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Date someone. Get to know them, mm -hmm. you know, spend a little time, you know, in public places. I'm a big believer in no sex until a certain point. Yeah. Which is know? that where, where is that point? Uh, each individual has to kind of meet themselves and then get to know themselves enough to say, well, for me, I need to be able to be courted and asked out and go out and do some activities with a partner, uh, not a permanent partner, but that person, male or female, whatever. And I want to do that. I want five dates before I start thinking about what else is down the road. Yeah. Okay. Now, Kimberly, I have a question for you. 
Yeah. What about those? So, yeah, a lot of women make that mistake over giving. This is a definite mistake a lot of women are doing now. What if they're in a situation where that has happened and the codependent behavior has happened? Can they reverse it? And what do they do to reverse it when they're at a certain point where they've already made some of these mistakes? You mean with that particular guy? Yeah, like that person that, you know, they've already kind of Mm -hmm. didn't allow the earning to take place. Absolutely. Like, I I mean, I've seen this happen a lot where I help women who it kind of that tornado effect happened in the beginning and then they are plopped down. They're like, oh, my God, no, I, this is way too fast for me. I want to slow it down. And by you, again, it goes back to that communication thing. Communicate that to the, the guy and put some boundaries around things like, you know, I really like you. And can we just kind of get to know each other? Like, let's go bowling or let's go, you know, it, all those activities we were talking about before and, and what a date might look like without the sex and see if he respects that. And actually, that's a good test, too, because if he's like, well, why? And let's just have sex, you know, and he's not respecting your desire to do that, then you kind of have your answer. Then run. Like, that's, that's not the guy for you because he's not even respecting you wanting to look at that. And actually, that should be something that he should like. Like, wow, she really likes me. She wants to get to know me. It's not just about sex. Because here's the thing. Like, a lot of women think that guys are all about sex, all about sex. It's not true. I work with just as many men as I do women. And, you know, men are people, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) I know. Stu's sitting here listening to this. Um, So what's your question? I'm so sorry, Kim. I don't want to interrupt you. I have a question. The other thing, too, is guys sometimes, they... Just like women, they ask too many questions and it might have to do with your future of what you want. Do you want, do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Do you want to, what's your career goals? Whatever. Uh, but also people go back to their exes. They'll talk about, oh, well, I've dated this person and blah, blah, this has happened in my past. How do you tell somebody when you're having a conversation with them in a date that you're not interested in their stupid ex-girlfriend or their, you know, what they have down the line when they're 40 years old? Because right now they're 23 and I don't really need to know that at the moment. All right, but that's what, but that's where dates become painful. It's the Q and A session where people are firing questions back to back, and they're and they're making the checklist. You know what I say to that? I actually have some techniques that I teach people to do on dates to to kind of get off those like futuristic things. But the best way to do it are start breaking into stories and just having fun. And how you do that, there's special techniques for it. But as much as you can, bring them to, to the present and being flirty and fun and just enjoying each other in the moment, the better. Okay. Awesome. Well, awesome. thanks, Thank guys, you. for have, coming on. Yona and Corinne and Kimberly, really appreciate you guys being here. And I hope that we can all convene again together and uh, follow up with each other. And I hope you come back again, Kimberly. Oh, I would love it. I would love if she goes on the dating path to... to See what that was oh, like. I will do okay. it. I will do it. Well, we're going to have you back on it. and see how it goes next month. I'm excited. All right. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.